0: Welcome to the PodSki. What? Oh yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the PodSki. I am your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. It is episode 53 of the PodSki, and we are going to be talking about Forbidden Door, the AEW New Japan pay-per-view that was this past weekend. And we got the Pizza Wars crew back here. They did the review, the preview show last week. Now they're back to do the, the review show this week. We got JC and we got the speed man, Justin Andretti. Welcome in, boys.
1: Thank you, sir. Hello. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> what a show that was. We're going to get into the show in a little bit here towards the end, but, uh, damn, it's episode 53. We don't have our, uh, our numerology captain, uh, Teddy Mongoose. He's, uh, he's riding the waves this week, but, uh, this show's going to be dropping on.
1: Where do he go? Where, where do they go every year? Ocean city?
0: No, they go down to the, uh, outer banks. Wow. Can't hide money. You can't have money. <laughs> I'm actually heading down there. I'm heading down there in a couple of weeks. So
1: I, I haven't been there. I haven't been there in freaking thirty years. But the last time I was there, it was not as fun as as other places I've been beach wise.
2: <laughs> it's definitely. I fit. just escaped that entire state. So I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm all right. I'm I'm all Outer Banks out. When, when's the last time either you went to Virginia Beach?
0: I went to Virginia Beach my senior year of high school. Do
1: they still have the haunted houses on on the strip?
0: I honestly don't know because I went with the band.
1: Wow, dude. Yeah.
2: <laughs> One of the few times... So, we're not big vacationers. So, I remember going to Virginia Beach as a youth. And then the last time I was there was for a conference. And it's 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 like a pseudo-conference. It's more for um, undergraduates to uh, drink and do stupid shit. So... They <laughs> So they do competitions and there's two things about this Virginia Beach trip. It was the last time that particular conference was held there because the hotel was falling apart oh, and there was not a drop of hot water in sight, um, <laughs> which was great for undergraduate uh, young men. It smelled wonderful. Um, and then the other thing is I won a donut hole eating competition. What? Yeah. So the conference itself is based around competitions that you do that are related to my field. So I as the king of manufacturing, we can add that to my list of titles um, dominated to a really hard second place that year. Um, (laughs) And then they do like team building exercises and like, let's go geocaching because they're all a bunch of nerds. Um, So yeah, so one of the one of the competitions that year for team building, it's the first night, was a donut hole eating competition. So you got to pick powdered or chocolate covered. Mm. And they were the tasty cake like donut holes. Mm-hmm. So it was the fastest to eat like 12 or something. Oh, so I've been training for this kind of competition my whole life. This has me written all over it, pal. <laughs> so like I'm the only one with strategy. You got to break the, the outer like mantle. Yeah, and so you can get the milk in there and it basically dissolves everything. Well, I house these things, set a land speed record for donut hole consumption. <laughs> and just it's, I and you have to I was a non-traditional um undergraduate, so I was a couple years older. Um and I whatever record they had absolutely demolished. Gone forever, Aaron Hernandez. Just I'm the king of this. So there was a guy who was in my same class, and we graduated together. Who thought he was the Burger King. And shout out to him; he's now working at Home Depot. All right. So oh,
1: I'm Andrew, there twice a day, <laughs> so I probably seen him. He's all in there for the last three. Yeah, weeks. yeah. He well, probably poorly what, sold you shoot, lumber. There was a shooting out here, a police a police involved shooting at the Home Depot out here about two weeks ago in here oh, in Burbank. God. Uh And I'll I'll tell you what—that sure didn't hurt their sales because that place is freaking (laughs) popping every day, dude.
2: Yikes! So, buddy, buddy stepped to the king, um, in a way that I found to be inappropriate. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, I just ate twelve of these, but I, you know, I may be filled with rage, but I've got room for snacks. So, I, I, this kid's like. Yeah, I'm going to beat you and, like, challenge me. And I'm like, okay, you're skinny and a little shit face, so challenge accepted. He could not, A, he couldn't keep up with my pace. So I slowed down to make him feel better because I'm a kind and gentle overlord. So I slowed down. And as he, even though I was slowing down, he was still losing. And then he decided he was going to throw up. Ah, oh, there you have so, it. I'm watching him throw up just still housing donut
0: holes. Wow. And I started what, to what laugh. How many did you consume?
2: <laughs> it was probably a hard 24 in about five minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was probably not good for my lo- overall long term, lo- you know, longevity. But for that one night, I was the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett style. Love it. Love it so oh my shout out shout out to Tika east
0: Uh, yeah i've uh yeah the last time i was at virginia beach uh that i went i went with my parents and we went and did all the naval base stuff because i was really into top gun so uh that's (laughs) whenever well that's not changed and uh yeah no it has not changed Uh, but i was really i really wanted to be a naval aviator and then i realized that they shot back uh so
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna be right by the base in uh in in uh, lexington park in uh,
0: maryland Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to be right by it. Oh, man. You might see me out there. <laughs> Highway to the danger zone.
2: I think if they he have an IQ so if he gets a late,
0: <laughs> Yeah, they do.
2: If he gets a late 80s crotch rocket, just stop the damn match
0: just look out <laughs> or if he
2: starts taking his shirt off and starts walking towards a volleyball court the you know
0: the fist bump going by oh my god
2: john baker has never lost that love and feeling
0: never have never will <laughs> oh my all right goodness. what do we
2: got we need to do birthdays
0: we do we got yeah. this is uh coming out on june 29th so who are we uh celebrating this week
1: we got a great list. So number one, we got Damien Demento. happy birthday Damien Demento. We hope you get a uh, we hope you get a figure here soon man because it'll be it's a real shame we never got a Hasbro. so hopefully hopefully one of these little studios will make a fake Hasbro for you man because that's that's one I would I would definitely get. happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. Um, Damien Demento, then I've got Jackie Fargo. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. Um I I, it's, I wonder if Powertown would try to make a make a Fargo figure. You would think that he'd be one of the guys that would be on their list at some point. Um uh JJ Dillon, uh we got a birthday coming up here on the 29th, so ha- sh- uh shout out to him. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. And we've got Jindrak. Happy
0: birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. Um, A wannabe member of Evolution. Didn't Jindrak just retire? No, I think, well...
2: No, he's still, last I heard he was still going, but oh, he, he had there. a match not too long ago in the States. He was working in Mexico. I think. Yeah, he was down there for a long time, I think. Um,
0: yeah. And then
1: the,
2: uh, what else we got here? Um, I don't know if these dates
1: are right because all these sites give us different dates for the, for the, uh, for the birthdays, but um, Dick the Bruiser, Boris Malenko, and Hayden
2: Reich. Happy
1: birthday to him. I don't care.
0: Good luck. I didn't reich. Dude, what a guy Michael
1: Cole's best friend. I love Hyde Reich in the Paint, dude. When he had the paint, he was he was the man. Oh,
0: dude. We should have done, we need to do a hide and reich and our truth uh retrospective show as one. God. <laughs> uh but yeah, so happy birthday to those uh those fellas. And uh yeah, so uh we had a pretty we had a lot of content come out last week. We had uh the Hot Shots Wrestling Alliance show with JC and I, and then we had the very first ever episode of Andretti After Dark. And so we got a lot of good content coming in. We, uh, if you didn't catch, uh, Hot Shots, I am still, if you, if you before, you know, if you have not watched it yet and you want to go back and listen and or watch on YouTube and or wherever you get your podcast, you can fast forward because I'm going to give a little spoilers here. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, No surprise here, but your boy is still in the lead. Very slim margin. Uh, I have no money left now. I did make money in the show, so that's good. Uh, JC spent a little bit of money, too. Uh, But SmackDown is still in the lead of WCW. All I'm
2: going to say is that a blind squirrel finds a fresh entree every now and again. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, you know, you're in for a world of hurt now because the Boogeyman has debuted on SmackDown. And Teddy Long's SmackDown, so um, mm. it's it's only you know that's that's when you, you know you're you're filling the tank with jet fuel and you're Rocky strapping to the moon, brother.
2: Yeah, yeah. big time. <clears throat> you can tell how over the entire operation is, uh, <laughs> just by that soundbite. Uh, but on the A show. Uh, with WCW, we have the continued ascent of the Red Flame and all of his thigh chafing glory. Um, With the longest
0: match that ever happened.
2: Oh, God, it was so long. uh, I'm never, okay, remind me to never have that be the one (laughs) we spotlight again. Tag matches, no bueno.
0: The AI were, like, Red Flame is so slow in counting that, like, Kane would come into the mat. He would jump in the ring and break up the pin every single time and no yeah. one would win. it was 25 minute, it was a 25 minute tag match of just, it was brutality, man. It, but it was good though.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Give us uh give us a little uh, update on uh, what happened on Andretti after dark for those uh, people didn't uh, check it out.
1: Yeah. So sound, it sounded uh, from talking to you that the, uh, Downloads in the in the listens were were pretty good this week. I, I was a little surprised they were as high as they were, but um, you know it's 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 a niche, it's a niche thing. I and I, I get it. That's kind of what we were going for. But I mean, everybody had nothing but positive things. I got a bunch of texts from people and a bunch of uh messages through Instagram and stuff like that, just saying that people loved it and Facebook and all that stuff. So it ended up being pretty good. Everybody seemed to enjoy it, and it was. It was really great having you know Aunt Carol on here to talk about the flood and, and uh, you know then tell tell a bunch of stories about Liberty Park and growing up and things like that. So you know the the response was was even more positive than I expected. So I think at some point at some point here, uh, me and Mongoose and the Gras will probably try to do some kind of a um, some kind of like a Liberty Park roundtable episode where we just have everybody on that you know people that want to come on um, and then just do like a like a you know throw out like a some questions like, you know, what was your favorite song in the jukebox or something like that? You know what I mean? Or favorite arcade or something like that, just so we can kind of get a round table going and telling more stories. And that obviously leads into, into more discussion, you know, every time somebody says something. So um, I think we're going to try to do that, but I don't, I don't know what my goal with that is to try to do one a month. It takes a pretty good amount of planning. So I've got to be careful with that because we just, we just moved into this new house. It's freaking, we're still not completely Set up, you know. I mean, I had freaking plumbers here today for the third time to oh, fix the God. sink and to fix oh. the dishwasher, um, which we just installed brand new. And they, the you know, the installers had a kink in the freaking line in the back, which we didn't know, so we had no pressure, no water going to the dishwasher. There was no pressure mm. in the sink, even though there was you know a lot of pressure in the rest of the house. So that's it's just on, ongoing things, man. With an old house, I mean, it's just these things, ongoing issues that, that take hours out of your day every day, you know. And I'm trying to. I'm trying to freaking run a business over here and I'm trying to take care of dogs and I'm trying to, trying to get this house set up so that we can, you know, have it, have it the way we want it. And then I'm, I'm leaving Thursday um, to go out of town to to head up to the great lakes. I'm going to be up there in Wisconsin and Michigan for, for probably a couple days and then head to head to Pennsylvania from there and then do the, the, um, the Laurel Highlands pizza wars with T3. And then uh, we're going to do, uh, do the cheeseburger picnic, you know, Snyder mania, Eight will be on the, uh, on the 15th. And then we're heading, we're heading down to, you know, Maryland championship wrestling on the, on the eighth. So we got, I got a, I got a busy two and a half weeks coming up here. I'm just trying to get stuff done here around the house and trying to plan stuff out. But we're, you know, the goal is to do a show at least once a month. I just don't know what that, what that topic is going to be yet um, for July, but I'm, you know, once I get on the road here on Thursday, um and i'm driving you know uh, through the great lakes i'm sure i'm gonna have a million ideas and i'm gonna start writing stuff down but i mean i got a bunch of ideas now i just don't i don't have one that jumps out at me at this point
0: yeah absolutely yeah whenever you're gonna start hitting the road you're gonna get a bunch of uh ideas especially because you like to build up your podcast uh listening just for this like trip that's
1: it's you're 100 right man i i don't mm-hmm. my my favorite wrestling show is booking the territory it really is and and i I will say that all the time. I love Mike Mills. I love the doc and I love hard body. You know, those guys are, I I think they're the best podcast out there, you know, no, no slight to, to you guys or to us, you know, but like, They've been doing it for a really long time, man. And when you when you go back and listen to those first couple episodes or even go back and listen to the Observer podcast with Alvarez, like they don't they don't know what the hell they're talking about, you know. But like yeah. now I mean, these guys have been doing it for 10 years, 15 years, you know, so they're they're really good at what they do. But I, I, I force myself not to listen to any book in the territory until I get in the car to go on a long road trip, and then I'll listen to freaking fifty episodes straight through. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's the way I end up doing. It. I'm really looking forward to getting on the road and doing that. And I kind you know I kind of do the same thing too with the uh, with the Grill and Jr. episodes for the most part. I try to let them pile up, and then I'll I'll blast through them you know while I'm in the car and stuff like that. So it I end up ends up being being a pretty good uh, pretty good time.
0: Yeah, JR's had some good stuff lately. He didn't have a show last week. He had, I'm pretty sure he had a rewind or something that was like from ad free shows, I believe, that it was just like a copy paste because of, I'm assuming it was because of his fall. So we, uh, you know, T's and P's out there for uh, JR. But uh, yeah, he did a, I think he did a Judgment Day 2003 show, which we all know how much of a mark I am for, you know, that 2002 to 2005 run. And I, I loved it. So yeah. I I still have yet to get into uh, booking the territory. You've been putting it over for over a year now, so uh, but yeah, I'm I'm finally all caught up. I, I my wrestling hiatus has fully ended. I'm fully caught up on uh, all of the Tonys. Uh, Tony, shout out Tony and what happened when. And uh, yeah, I'll I- jump.
1: I'll jump into those two when I'm when I'm in the car. That's the only time I jump into those but the the only obviously we've got a lot of diverse you know diverse hobbies in the uh, in the chat but the other podcast that I tr- I try my best to let pile up is uh, True Crime Garage. Which is two guys out of Columbus, Ohio that have been doing this for a really long time too. And they're they're big, man. It's a big podcast. They've got big sponsors and things like that. And, and they they seem like they've got a really big following. But that that those episodes come out on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays every week. You try to do like a like a two-part thing. Um, and they're professionals of what they do, and they're really good at it. So those are those are really great uh, shows to jump into. If you're if you're into true crime at all, true crime garage is the one I, I can't recommend enough to jump into.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, all
2: right. Yeah, I'm a big I've I've listened to uh I, sorry to cut you off, John. Well no, 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 you this I'll get this thought in. Uh I've listened to what happened when every week for uh probably oh my gosh. three, four We've years now heard. at least. I've,
0: I put it over to you for a long time and then you jumped in. Yeah. I haven't missed They've an been episode. we doing a lot of really good years. stuff. They did like a lot of old Memphis stuff recently that's mm-hmm. really, really good.
2: Oh, those those commercials for renting furniture. Uh it's so good. It's so good. So good. Amazing. Um, I also regularly listen to the major wrestling figure podcast, um, totally worth listening to. Uh, and then the other one I wanted to give a shout out to was the, um, new heights podcast with, uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As a big Eagles fan hearing, um, probably my favorite Eagle of all time at this point, uh, cause others have been disappointments looking at you, Carson wins. um, <laughs> and Donovan McNabb for,
0: you know, drunken driving reasons. Man, um, I, man, did I love Donovan McNabb back in the day. Oh, my, my, my Eagles,
1: my Eagles are, are Mike Quick and Randall Cunningham, man. Oh, Those are my, my guys. So,
0: funny side story. Not funny, but my, uh, one of my mom's friends, her husband, um, her husband's sister went to Syracuse with Donovan McNabb. And he was like a huge Eagles fan. And like it was it was awesome. Like I, I do not I never got to meet McNabb or anything like that. I didn't get that kind of insider stuff, but yeah. he would always talk about how like he would go to stuff with McNabb and all that because he was with his sister and stuff like that. What's oh some-
1: JC, I got one here for you, man. Oh boy. Mike Quick from Rockingham
2: and college NC State. Oh, I didn't know I didn't know we had that connection as well. I didn't I didn't know that either. Just a couple of state school kids
0: working our way up the ranks. <laughs> that's excellent the only, the only shout outs that i can ever give for the dolphins and uh shippensburg is brett grimes and that ended so poorly with his wife you know getting thrown in the drunk tank after she uh tried to fight somebody in the parking lot at a dolphins game funny brett grimes- that's
2: all right mcnab mcnab should have been thrown in the drunk tank and had his license taken away but here we sit <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true uh apparently brent grimes was um drunk in town after Wibbs one night. This is all allegedly cuz I don't know if it's true. So, let's throw up the reckless speculation here. Um uh, the word Thanks, Melter. Yeah, the word the word on the street is that Brent Grimes was at Wibbs one night, which Wibbs is a very is our big college town bar. Uh not a bar, it's like a club. And uh he was fucking around in town and he got into a chase with the cops and he stole a motorized cooler and escaped via motorized cooler and returned it a few days later nice (laughs) guy yeah (laughs) that
2: is that is a very um, your hometown story it is it is (laughs) that's allegedly I
0: have no idea if that's true that's just the word and the rumor on the street
2: but uh, I to escape by igloo.
0: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> motorized igloo. <laughs> you
1: want to hear a story about a cooler? I I bought a Yeti, a, a really nice Yeti with wheels on the back and a big handle.
0: Oh yeah, the thing thing probably weighs nine
1: hundred pounds. Dude, I put that thing in storage because we didn't need it when I was in my in laws' right. Why would the hell would I need it? So I got that. I got that thing out of storage. And I forgot that I even had it. I was so freaking excited. I can't wait to take that thing to the beach in August, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that fucking thing down the, down the hillside.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna be 700 pounds by the time you put ice in it. Oh <laughs> <and beer. laughs> uh, yeah, there's Yeti crew mm-hmm. shout out Yeti. I uh, got my got my got my Yeti right here. Got a lot of shout outs today. We had a lot of shout outs. Well, uh, I, mean,
1: I might as well give a shout out to the, the to the Altoona Altoona Railroaders Museum I got the Altoona Railroaders Museum coffee mug
2: summit diet cola is going up in uh my federation this week
0: wow wow
2: Aldi bro Aldi (laughs) uh
0: but uh yeah so we got we we're gonna do something different here on the uh Uh, I know that uh Andretti uh he, he 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 likes to keep his uh racing profile in the download so you won't see him but you'll uh see me on the youtube but uh we got a uh jc mentioned the uh wrestling figure uh major wrestling figure podcast so i got very something very special in the mail today uh we'll do this live i haven't i haven't seen it yet I have yet to see what this looks like jc is uber pissed he's giving me the finger right now i've not seen this at all so this is great. This is makes for great audio, but your boy got the Cody Rhodes Ultimate Edition from Mattel Creations. It's quite a box. It is quite a box. Welcome back, Cody. Oh, upside down. But uh, that was upside down, wasn't it? That way I flipped it. I can't tell. Uh, It is sealed with scotch tape. I don't know how I feel about that. That looks like literally somebody put scotch tape right over it. They probably did. They probably absolutely did. Boy,
1: that's your boy, boy, Makina.
0: Makina, it's literally scotch tape. It's not. I'm going to I'm just going to. Because I got two of these. I only got one today, but I got another one coming. Like, why did they do that?
2: So why John has heat with me over this is when we pre-ordered it, I had pre-ordered it to the place I was living and I had been hoping that it would ship either sooner or I would be able to change the address to um, where I'm, you know, I had just I've just moved back home. So I was hoping to be able to either change it or that it would have arrived sooner. And the literally the day that I moved, and drove 11 hours in a u-haul i got the shipping notification and at
0: seven o'clock in the morning i was furious all right so here is the packaging it's a package within a package look at that! this thing is beautiful it's really nice oh, yeah it's got a really that. cool like cody uh, with his eyes and the then it's got uh some uh, artwork on the back i mean it, this is awesome nothing on the bottom actually uh, and it says the prodigal son returns on the top, and then we got some uh, velcro uh, little uh gimmicks up here in the top. And we get a wide open, open face box with no uh, I believe it is tied down, but uh, you get a little entrance ramp with the Cody logo. And you got your okay. Cody. that thing is beautiful.
1: Is that soft oh, or is good. it is that soft goods or is that uh plastic?
0: It, it's it's not, it's like a it is soft goods leather. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like a pleather. It's got a screen okay.
2: over it. Looks good. Yeah, they figured good. out how to print There's onto that. and
0: There's accessories inside, yeah. but I don't, I'm not sure what those are. But this is from Cody's return uh last year at WrestleMania. And this figure is awesome. I'm glad that I uh, got two and that this bad boy is going down to the little cave ski. So I had to rub that in JC's face a little bit. Mm mm-hmm. Uh, But yeah. Mm-hmm. And- you know, we got we got some other figures that we got here too. Cause your, your boy just didn't get one. So uh the other one that I got too, I got the uh the new defining moments line. I got this mankind. This is uh from whenever he got thrown off the cell. So I don't know if it'll mm. catch it. Uh the you know, the tooth in the nose gimmick. Yeah, like this this figure is freaking awesome. Uh yeah. then uh I know JC, then the one figure that he actually did get. What 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 did you get?
2: I have the Defining Moments Cody Rhodes. Um, The other ones in the set were not really um, that interesting to me, although they are very nice figures. I just didn't have a connection to them. Um, But this Cody Rhodes one is excellent. I'm going to, this one is going to stay mint in box. um, Because as I was moving, I took a large majority of my collection off of card um, for moving purposes and it just makes collecting easier. Right, uh, but this one I'm probably going to keep on card and then get another one from Ringside. Shout out Ringside Collectibles.
0: Shout out. Um, Big shout out.
2: But it's it's wonderful. It's got the great defining moments packaging that um, just looks excellent. It's a great presentation. Um, it's got the blue and the white tights from the Hell in the Cell. So that's the that's the thing with this one. It is the uh, torn peck match between him and Seth Rollins mm-hmm. um, at the Hell in the Cell uh 2022 um so it's got it's a basic it's the same Cody Rhodes elite that they've released a couple times now already um but it has paint application to look like the bruising that he had on his uh pec and bicep and then it has the tights that he wore and some open hands and then it has a um cowbell um for a because um, he pulled that out in the middle of the match, and that was a shout out to um, Dusty. And um, I'm hoping they make, since Seth is the champion now, and he usually is pretty, they're usually pretty good about getting him figures. Mm-hmm. I hope they make the matching uh, Seth to this with him in the polka dots.
0: Yes, they absolutely um, have
2: to. I feel like <laughs> I'm. I'm really hoping they do, because um, it, it's just too good not to uh, right. to match to match with this one and. Like I said, I'm gonna um, the defining moments packaging is so good, and this is thin compared to the old ones. Um, yeah,
0: you have the original uh, defining moments packaging. It's big, it's bulky, it's thick. Yeah, you can clearly tell that this is like the new style of packaging. Yeah, uh, moving forward, you know, because they're not getting rid of the open face, they're not getting rid of the plastic windows anymore. But like, yeah, very thin, minimal plastic window. Like, it's it's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, so I think this is a great figure. I'm really happy to have it in my collection and um, that they brought back this form factor of the packaging in this line. So I'm really happy about that. And um, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting another one uh, to have open and loose. Um, and that that's an interesting uh, discussion. I was just talking today to John about um, going to Ikea and getting some... Um, Like I want a glass case. uh, The ones that normally people use are Mm Detolfs. So I'm looking at um, figuring that out. And when I have a permanent location for the foreseeable future, um, I'm going to set up my collection and I'll get you some photos to, um, to post and whatnot. Um, But that'll be a cool thing to kind of chart that, how I, set things up what i'm going to set up anyway um Mm -hmm. so like the sting collection the cody collection and power rangers and stuff like that so um so yeah i look forward to that content coming um in the not too distant future so but to wrap up my thoughts on that it's a great um great figure highly recommended
0: absolutely yeah i love mine as well uh but the last one is another big boy uh, if you haven't seen it already, the uh, Blood and Guts uh, MJF versus CM Punk, it is, you know, a bloody style figure that AEW does. It's got all kinds of other accessories. It's got the other uh, faces. It, it, I mean, this pack- packaging is huge. It's enormous compared to like what uh, Mattel's doing. Really surprised that, you know, Jazzwares is like getting into the big, uh the big open face window on these, but th- th- these figures, mm. I love the Blood and Guts line. The Blood and Guts line is awesome. Uh, and yeah, I can't, there's not much else to say about this other than I'm really, I'm really, really, really excited for them to bring out that uh, CM Punk, hopefully that Supreme CM Punk. So I'm going to get that one for sure. Mm hmm. But uh, I know For that sure. you, I know that you, JC, I know you got a question so that you're going to ask the group here. So,
2: yeah. So this is the debut of a new section, um, a new session on the, the Podski. Uh Tough questions with the doc. So um, shout out again to the major wrestling figure podcast. This was a question that was um, a user question or a, a fan question that they did and answered at the end of it. And I thought. It was super appropriate because all three of us um, collect action figures uh, to some degree or another. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I thought this would be a really cool question to ask all three of us and to have answers from all three of us. Uh, So the question is, if they ever recast Toy Story and you are cast as Andy, what five figures make up your uh cast of toy characters for wow the, that's a great story. question yeah i know i i heard that as i was driving up 95 and i was like my god that is great content um no so. i guess since they would come
1: to life you wouldn't want like sabretooth or apocalypse or somebody to be one of the five right
2: <laughs> well, let's just say they're not going to be nefarious okay
1: uh, oh man,
0: efarious. that was a really good film that Allison and I watched over the weekend.
1: I don't know how to. I don't know how to. I don't know if I can rattle off five. Do we want to go around the horn and just name one each time around?
0: Sure. Yeah, you want to lead it off, JC?
2: Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, so, and it's it's not in rank order. It's just a f- compilation of five. Okay. Um, so my first one would be the 1993 automorphin power rangers green ranger
0: okay okay i
2: had that as that is the one toy that i remember from uh being from my youth mm-hmm. uh, that like just sticks out to me as like the toy that i had and that i loved i still love i have i opened two or i have two of them one loose with the all six you know and then one in package pretty mint so and they're they're very affordable to get so um my my first one is um automorphin green ranger
0: hmm so probably for mine uh it would i don't know what line it is i i don't know but i have it, it's a it's a batman but he had a button on his back where you could push it and the wings would shoot out of his back or the cape would shoot off his back and then he would be he would be capeless so it wasn't batman beyond but it was a it was a specific batman i'm not sure which one it was but i love that batman uh, i'm not a short-eared batman guy i love the the longer ear uh, batman mask batman's my dude love batman to death so mm-hmm. it has yeah i feel like batman's gotta be my uh number one I'm
1: going to go with...
0: I can't wait to hear this, by the way. Oh, the he's going to have great answers.
1: The Masters of the Universe, He-Man figure, Man, Mantana. Do you know who that is? <laughs> no, but I got to look, look this up. Look up. up. Man, Mantana. He's got two big eyes that stick out of his head whenever you pull the thing down.
2: Okay, now I need to look this up too. Yeah. Baker, save photos of this to put this
0: on the YouTube. Yeah, I will. Oh, oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> that guy's awesome.
1: That dude's <laughs> great.
0: That looks fantastic. You want that <laughs> to come to life?
1: I want that guy in my party. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I, I th- This is really hard, though, because can we use Buzz and Woody?
2: Sure. I'll well, allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be. But, but let's I... do this with 2023 20, eyes. So it doesn't necessarily have to be from your childhood specifically. So if there's a modern thing that you would absolutely love, like one of them will be on my list. So.
0: Yeah. I feel like a two for, I feel like a two for one, like you have to group them together as one for my number two would be uh, buzz and Woody, because I had, I had multiple buzz and Woody's like, if if I I went home, if I go home and I open up a tote of my toys that are in my parents' basement, I have like three or four sets of buzz and Woody's. So you know, you can't hide money, but um, <laughs> that's what I guess that's what uh, I, I had multiple editions of Buzz and Woody, like the original 96 version or whatever year that came out. I believe it was 96, but like I have the originals that were in store. OK, like they're sick.
2: <laughs> so my next one um, would be from the um, the Mighty Ducks animated series. Uh
0: huh. Uh
2: huh. The goalie slap shot. I'm pretty sure was his name.
0: No, I. I. Okay. <laughs> it is did wild- you just have a? Did you just
2: have like nostalgia come rushing back to you?
0: Well, no, because he was on my list as well. Okay. Okay. But, well, it's wild. So,
2: yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. wildling Uh, he was the leader. He was a big beefy boy. Uh, he was the goalie. He had the mask. Uh huh. Um, just, just a great design. A great figure. Uh, a lot of fun. You lose whatever like pucks shot out of his like oh, arms. There's pucks. You lose those immediately. I yeah.
0: still have the goal, though. Do you? I do. I do have the goal, and I have him, and I. I the stick may be in the bottom of the bag.
2: I need to recollect at least him, because I don't have any of
0: those. Your is so good. Oh, I my gosh. Really I need to go to my parents and
2: one. take a picture of it, because it's fantastic. Yes. Hundo P. Andretti, what do you got? Um, I'm going to put this in the chat. Oh boy.
1: I'm going to go with, um, there was a, a Hasbro line that came out. that was kind of like, um, it was kind of like a bigger version of the GI Joe's and it was called cops and crooks. And this <laughs> bad guy's name is buttons. McBoom, boom.
0: Oh my gosh. The guy, Now here's the thing. And I
1: know you guys don't know this. The the chest plate right there that his his chest plate the, the pink suit uh-huh. opens up and guns fall out and he shoots at you with the guns coming out of his chest. That's fantastic. No. That figure's so awesome. That figure
2: is sick. That is tremendous. The name alone was well worth a shout out, but then to see the figure, it's tremendous. Yeah. Buttons
0: McBoom boom. Wow fantastic i love this. Mm-hmm. this this what a good question tough questions with a doc yeah mm-hmm. what's uh what's your number three jc
2: so i'm gonna have to go modern on there semi-modern um shout out back to the defining moment series it would be the defining moments crow sting oh that's such a that good- is it is like the best representation of that era of sting like and and the, no disrespect to the Jazzwares um, regular release of of Sting, because um, it's 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 a great modern Sting figure, but that that defining moments is like they shrunk Steve Borden down and put yeah. him in packaging again. That's another one that I have both a on card and a loose one of because it's. It's perfect the only thing the only thing that sucks about it is the bat yeah all because it's so thin at one point and uh-huh. the manufacturing way wise too. yeah and the manufacturing of it thin plastic components like that always curve uh-huh. um just with age and loss of moisture and things like that so it happens so that's the only drawback to it um but it is yeah, I would not want to go. If if everything burned down and I didn't have a collection anymore, I would need to make sure I still had that.
0: Yeah. Um okay, so my number 3, I'm not going to do Wildwing yet. I'll save him for last. So, um okay. my number 3 would be the uh Star Wars episode um 1 that whole set but like the Darth Maul with the yes. com, with the com, uh, what's that thing called? I can't. I, I Comtech. Still, yeah, the Comtech. I have the Comtech machine in my car. I meant to show it to you when you came home and we went to dinner that time. It's still mm-hmm. it's in my uh, center console. I literally am carrying around this Star Wars Comtech in my car. I'll be carrying it around for like I love it for a year now. Uh yeah. I don't know if it still works. I have to crack it open. I'm sure the batteries like are leaking like hell in there. Um mm-hmm. because I Ed thing probably hasn't been touched in 20 years, but um the, I, the that one with the comtech with like the comtech machine and that like that Darth Maul, oh that figure yeah. is so awesome. That was my favorite that one and the Obi-Wan Kenobi, like those were my favorite Star Wars uh toys growing up. Like oh my gosh, I love I didn't even know that Darth Maul was a bad guy, but I thought he was awesome.
2: John's number one, just as a spoiler alert, is going to be the Black Series Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> or or the uh, or the Hot Wheels Car Car Binks.
0: Yeah, get hop in the Car Car Binks. Uh, <laughs>
2: There's no time to talk. Just get in the Car Car Binks.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I love, I love Jar Jar Binks. He is the, um, he's like the he, he's a genius. An evil genius that no one knows he's hiding in plain sight. He's a stupid genius that is hiding in plain sight. Absolutely. What do you got, Andretti, for your number three?
1: I'm going to give a – I was going to go with a wrestling figure, then I decided to keep it non-wrestling for this. Uh So (laughs) I'm going to go – I'm going to give a little shout-out here to JC with this one. I'm going to put it in the chat here. Oh, boy. Hey. I'm going to go Mike Quick, 1988. Philadelphia Eagles starting lineup.
0: (laughs) I love Uh, it. That's great. Well, hey, shout out to uh, Trey uh, uh, from That's So Dolphins Talk. Um, We're going to actually, a little tidbit here, Uh, all those That's So Dolphins Talk that we had in podcast form, they're going to be going up on YouTube. Uh, I'm slowly working at them. I'm just going to put them all up at once. So if you want to go back and listen to uh, the Dolphins season of last year and the ups and downs of that, mostly downs, (laughs) Uh, but roller
2: coaster of emotion,
0: yeah, big roller coaster of emotion. You check those all out. But he has every single Miami Dolphins starting lineup that he ever made. That's great. That's amazing. That's awesome. What's your uh, What's your next one? JC was number four. Oh man,
2: um, this is where I think it gets it gets difficult. Um, because there's so many different ones, and I and I have only a very few specific interests in life. Um, because I'm boring. Um, so I'm gonna go with, and I never had this as a child. It was my first eBay purchase when I got to college. Okay, it is, and it's not technically a wrestling figure, or it's not technically a figure, um, but it is the Green Dragon Dagger, 1993 uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Green Ranger. Uh, dragon dagger
0: yeah yeah. i
2: wanted that thing so bad as a child and and looking back and now collecting things like for the financial situation that i grew up in i had more toys i remember more having more toys than i would have expected Mm -hmm. um but i didn't have that one and that's fine um and i have it now as an adult and then the modern lightning collection incarnation of it as well um but that thing just Epitomize is cool. It's it's the stupidest weapon in the history of ever. It's a flute dagger that calls a gigantic mechanical dragon looking thing. Um, and it plays a stupid song. But it is it was the coolest thing as a kid. I have it now. Um, along with some other stuff. Um, and yeah. So that would be my number four. Would have to have that animate to life and make a crackly
0: speaker. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> um oh so i'm, I'm not that i had i had a power rangers like it was a a whole kit gun but it had like the it had like the the shield that clipped on ah oh, damn oh,
2: god I, you can't hide money you had the power blaster
0: i did <laughs> i have that i don't, I don't know you if i, I have a bitch <laughs> i don't know if i have the whole thing <laughs> I'd have to like literally legitimately dig and dig and dig. But I know that I have the the um the shield because it had like a, a gray rubber outsole. I might have to look that up to make sure I know what it is, but I'm pretty sure I had the power blaster.
2: Um, I had Saba. So he was he was the weapon of the White Ranger and uh-huh. Tommy lost his powers and then came back because everybody liked him so much. Yeah. Um, So I had that growing up and. If if you were not a kid of the 90s, you don't understand what chewing on toys was. Um,
0: I, I chewed on my toys, though.
2: Yeah, oh, I bullshit. <laughs> you are definitely a toy chewer. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I remember doing that uh, to, to that uh, to that Saba, uh, the, the tiger sword. Um, shout out. He would be on my um, extra on my um, honorable mention list, but 100 percent, uh chewed on that bad boy and they all broke in the same place so it's hard to find a nice one because i would like to find a new one um but yeah the uh I, the all those power rangers weapons so stupid so goofy so so unrealistic but absolutely wonderful
0: uh, you can get the uh, official toy chewer shirt at uh the Podski merch now available <laughs> <laughs> um we we should actually look into making that
2: yeah, we, feel like we should. bullshit you were definitely a toy chewer <laughs> uh, that's a social clip waiting to happen
0: oh yeah that, uh damn i so my number four i'm stuck i don't know if i want to go i don't i don't want to leave it modern but I feel like my other favorite toy, and this would be terrible if it brought to life, it may be really cool in the movie, though, was I had the gargoyle uh, with the wings that flapped up uh, from the TV show mm-hmm. gargoyles like Gargoyle yep, yep. was the shit and mm-hmm. it is so short lived. Uh, I believe it's all on Disney plus you could go back and watch all of them, uh, mm-hmm. but gargoyles was my shit. And that I have that figure. I still have it. It's in the backpack, conveniently in the Darth Maul backpack. um, Of course. Is that my parents? So that's where all the important toys are. Uh, So like Wild Wing is in there. So, and uh, the Batman's in there. The, um, my first WWE, well, what would have been my first WWE figure, like that Triple H and the Kurt Angle should have been in there. I don't know where they are. Um, But yeah, all the important toys are in the backpack.
2: What do you got for number two, Andretti?
1: So for number two, let me put this in the uh, chat here. Too, where's that? Okay, number two, I'm gonna go with. Um, I gotta, I gotta get some GI Joes in here. So, I'm, and I'm gonna go with uh, mm-hmm. Law and Order, the GI Joes Law and Order. So these, these two, it's a, it's a, um, it's like a uh a military police hmm. officer with a german shepherd so i'm going to count that just as one okay. since it's only a little dog but the figure
2: right. the figure
1: is awesome yeah um i love the color scheme the, the little german shepherd's badass so i'm going to go with law and order for my number two.
0: Oh, that's awesome. All right. all
2: right so uh i'll kick off the final round here my number one um I, I, I struggled with this a little bit because it's a modern figure, but uh, it has a lot of sentimental value. Um, I started collecting during the pandemic, and this was hard to find across the country. And I, the Walmart that I went to in Raleigh had a shipper of AEW Series One. Um, so I was able to get all of them at once. Um, so it is the uh, uh AEW. Um, series one, unrivaled series one. Cody Rhodes. Um, collecting was what John and I did. Um, that's what during all, the pandemic and yeah. Well, that, that's even, even Andretti. Like, he,
0: uh, dude, I remember when that when when that line came out. I can't tell you how many days in a row that I traveled to a Walmart mm-hmm. and opened yep. it just to get a chance to get those figures in hand, even though I already had mm-hmm. them from ringside.
1: Oh, I drove all the way to Ridgecrest to that Walmart because I knew that there wasn't going to be anybody collecting all the way up there. That's a that's about a about two and a half hour drive, and they yeah, yeah. and I I've gotten I've gotten pretty lucky up there sometimes with figs. So that it, yeah. I, I don't think I bought any up there at that at that time, but I remember thinking that
2: that was going to be the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. And God. so it was. It was nice um, that collecting kind of while I was away. Um, becoming the first doctor of the Podski-verse. Um, it was something that John and I could do sort of remotely away from each other, but also talk about it. And, you know, it'd be something that keeps us connected while um, while I was away. So uh, that series in general, but the Cody, um, the it depicts the double or nothing match with uh, Dustin, which is the match that got me back into wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, shout out to the one uh, of five hundred chase that I don't have and would absolutely love to have one day
0: in that in um, that series. Um, <laughs> that is one figure that I will never part ways with.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't
0: either. Um, Especially the price, right? Well, I mean, it's really hard to. I have to convince Allison to not. Win. I'm like, I, that is one <laughs> figure that that that's my crown jewel figure. So, uh, mm-hmm. one thing I will say about that AEW uh, series one. That set, I feel like it holds so much sentimental value for all of us. Like everyone that's included in the Podsky Network, like we were all collecting these figures like during the pandemic, and it was literally, literally what got Andretti and I together was that chat, the the figure chat, and so like that, all of us, including JC, like we were all hunting these figures hard. Uh, every single day, and it was so much fun, and that's just like one set that like I'll never open, it'll always be Mitten Box, I have yep. well, I already have a loose Cody already that I want to do something with yep. Like I have the entire first set I got the two chases I got the ringside exclusive Jericho, and I got the Kenny that was supposed to be, that, well, that's in the ring as well, which technically isn't a yep. part of the original series line but he was uh, with that original launch, so I have all of yeah. it and it's gonna, uh, that That is one thing that like is like something that like, I like hold most dearest in the collection.
2: Yeah. I have everything but that Cody and my brandy is actually signed. Yeah. I got it at um, the AEW show in Raleigh there. Um, and yeah, I have it all. Shout out. Um,
0: happy birthday, Brandy. She had a 40th birthday.
2: Yeah, for real. Um, so yeah, just to put a button on that, that's um a pretty important. I have you know m- more rare stuff. I have different stuff, um stuff that like you know was given to me as a custom. Uh, I actually have one. Um, shout out to my sister who got a three D scan made of my own head, um, which is and awesome. got it. What got it printed out, um, and I have it. Um, so like stuff like that, you, you can't, but it, it, <laughs> the only reason I didn't put it on there was it would be weird to see myself, um, like reanimated <laughs> as a little plastic man. Uh, I love it. It's great. It's on, it's in my collection, the safely packed away at the moment. But, um, so like I have a lot of awesome stuff. It's just that particular one was sentimental for, um, pod related reasons. So
0: yeah absolutely yeah and then my my number one or my final round is I, I already mentioned it is the is the wild wing that wild wing is so freaking sweet. I don't I don't mm-hmm. I don't have a clue where the pucks are uh but I have the goal the original goal I have the figure and I have the stick and the stick is probably in the bottom of that bag but that that figure is so freaking awesome. I like as soon as like even when I told when I told Allison I was gonna go back over to my parents' house and I was like gonna look for my toys. The, the backpack was the first thing I went to. And the first thing I saw when I opened the backpack was the wild wing. And it was just like a wave of like nostalgia that just came over me. But yeah, that figure was awesome. Love that figure and love the mighty Ducks. shout out to the mighty ducks. So yeah, that what what a five that's awesome. I can't, I can't wait to see what Android has got going on here. Yeah.
1: Hold on. I got to, I got to get the picture here. Okay. <laughs> so for this last one, um, this was one that came out that was extremely difficult to find at the time. So I really love that Playmates Dick Tracy line that came mm. out when I was a kid. And the blank was the only one that no one could find. You can find it now on eBay for like $100,000. But but uh, the mm-hmm. blank, what a cool character. But it was, you know, spoiler alert, you know, 40 years later, um, it was Madonna. Madonna was the character in the in the movie, so that figure is is so awesome to look at, but probably never have it uh, unless I get like a knockoff or something, or somebody makes me a three D printed one or something. But that figure is
0: just incredible. Wow, I actually didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Wow, How, look at that! Look at the first ever tough questions with the doc. How awesome was that? That those are the questions that we're looking for here on the Podski. Um, Don't
2: expect that kind of quality ever again. I'm usually only good for one. My dissertation—that was my one good piece of academic work. My—that uh, question—it's all downhill from here. Is trying—is what I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, we got. Uh, before we get into the Forbidden Forbidden Door review, uh, we got Money in the Bank this weekend. It's going to be a pretty cool show. Uh, so I'll run over this uh, card here, kind of what we're excited for out of that. So. Um, we have the uh, we got the Bloodline Civil War with Roman Reigns and Solo versus the Usos. I'm sure that's going to be an absolute banger of a match. Uh, yep. We got yep. we got uh, Seth versus Finn for the uh, for that New World Heavyweight Championship. We got the Men's uh, Money in the Bank with uh, Damian Priest, Pete Dunne, Santos Escobar, L.A. Knight. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura, Logan Paul and Ricochet, which that's a hell of a lineup for a money. Mm
2: Ricochet is going to do something wildly impractical and potentially life threatening.
0: Well, yeah, probably him and Logan Paul are going to do something together, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got Cody and Dom in a match, which that one's going to be sick. Super excited Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, We got Gunther versus uh, Matt Riddle. We got the uh. Women. Do we think this is where he drops? By the way, hell no. If they drop that belt to Riddle, I hope the company bursts into flames. I hope not, but
2: man, not not Riddle. I don't, not Riddle. It feels like I, I don't think Riddle. Times.
0: Riddle sucks. No. They
2: they brought him back, and immediately he's all the TV time in the world that he
1: uh-huh. wants. Yeah, he's but they're only doing. They're using face. that to put over other people. That's why they're building him up.
0: Yeah, just wait. I, I, I hope that's the case. Look up his uh, girlfriend while they're at it. The dead air speaks for itself anyway. Oh
2: my goodness,
0: the uh women's money in the bank. So we got uh EO Sky Tristratus, Becky Lynch, uh, Bailey, Zoe Stark, and um, Zelina Vega. And then we have a women's tag match, uh, which is Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan and Raquel. Which they need to get they need to get Raquel away from Liv like yesterday, yeah. This is actually a really. I didn't realize this was the card until I was reading it off here. But th- that show's going to be awesome. That show's going to. So
1: awesome. I missed. I missed Raw last night because it didn't record, and I missed about half of it from last week. So I'm. I'm a little bit behind with the WWE stuff right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a little behind too. I haven't been able to watch. Or I haven't wanted really to watch SmackDown, but now the uh, the the little wrestling juices are flowing again. I'm ready to hop back in and see what's going. I mean, I've been watching. I've been. I've been keeping my eye on things. Just haven't been watching every week. So. But yeah, th- this card is gonna be awesome. I I can't imagine what that angle is gonna be at the end of that show with Civil War. I'm sure that's gonna be the the close of the show. Um that, that men's money in the bank is gonna be absolutely insane. That seems like the best lineup for a money in the bank that I can remember since like I don't know, like in a long time. Is that just me or like is no, i think knows?
1: it looks i think it looks great i'm i'm gonna be on the road so i'm gonna try to watch it i probably won't catch it till later that night but uh yeah i think it uh i think it'll it'll end up being pretty good
2: yeah i agree it's it's interesting that the sec like as we have learned over the months uh i'm a cody rhodes fan i don't know if you guys picked up on that but
0: what what's um, the telltale sign of that
2: i uh, <laughs> lord knows um uh, the The second to least interesting match uh, is the Cody Rhodes and Dom matched for me, and that's so I'm using that to say that that's how good of a card that that Money in the Bank will be. Um, It it's just there's so much going on. Like I'm interested in everything on that card, Um, especially like I think Seth is doing really good stuff with the world title, Um, and yeah, I mean it's great. I can't. I'm really looking forward to watching it. And it's, what, a 1 p.m. or
0: 3 p.m. start time in Good Guy time? Yeah, because they are in London. So I believe it is on... It's going to be during the day on Saturday, which I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Yeah, it should be 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Good Guy time. I won't be able to watch it. I might be able to watch it on Monday or Tuesday, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be away this weekend, so... I probably won't remain spoiler free, but I'm still really interested to check it out, and I really want to sit down and watch it. Um, Yeah, for sure. But yeah, let's get into this uh, Forbidden Door review. I, you know, after last year's show, you know that coming off that show last year, that was the best. I thought that was the best pay per view of the year last year. One of the best pay per views of the year. It certainly was AEW wise the best pay per view they put on on all. On all year, uh, it's really hard to top that Revolution show that they did last year. But Forbidden Door was so freaking good. I loved that show. It had a absolute shit build. Uh, this year's build was a little bit better. Uh, um, but the the show and the match quality that they put on this year, like, damn, like, I mean, this show feels like an instant classic, and it's gonna. I feel like this show's gonna be a cult favorite for like we're going to talk about this show like in 15 years and be like the, the card and everything that happened in this show, like one of the best that's ever been done. Uh, what'd you got, what'd you guys think about forbidden door?
1: I, I loved it, man. I really, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was for, for a couple of the matches I was floating in and out cause I was still running around the house doing stuff and trying to, trying to get, you know, everything done so I could sit down and watch the rest of it. But just, I mean, what a card, first of all what a card and it was just everything i've ever wanted to see about just a, a million super talented people on one show no no shenanigans in between matches you know where you got to worry about backstage stuff i mean it's just bang 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 i mean it i it, that's that's what i want man and i can i can't ask for anything more than what i got it was a fantastic show
0: yeah
2: i agree it was i mean even the stuff that was slower paced and a little bit you know not as much action Mm -hmm. um it was still really good storytelling and excellent storytelling in those matches so i didn't think there was one okay Um, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it the second to last match um it was it was there um unfortunately but i thought pretty much all of them hit except for maybe that one at the end uh second to last one but uh it was Top to bottom, I enjoyed the whole thing. Um, so yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah, they kicked off the show, uh, the main show. Uh, I didn't get, to, I didn't want to watch any of the pre-show. It was just, I knew that we were in for a long ride, and I knew I probably wasn't going to make it the whole way either. So I was just, you know, pacing myself. Uh, so, you know, th- this opener with MJF and Tanahashi, I thought was a perfect open. It is really sad. That, you know, I'm so glad that we get to see Tanahashi, like, Andretti and I saw Tanahashi in person when we were uh, at WrestleMania, and that was so freaking awesome, but it it sucks that, like, this is kind of, like, where he's at in his career, where he's, he can clearly tell the guy is starting to slow down, and it's, like, very noticeable in the ring, but, like, the dude is just, like, he can tell, like, he still wants it, and he could, like, like, literally, I don't know what he could do to, like, even get in, to, like, longevity purposes i don't know what he could do but like you can tell the dude wants it so bad and he could and like if his body would allow him to he could still like go at the highest of levels um but i thought that this was a really good open mjf is working great he'll work he did a lot to cover up for tanahashi i thought but um i thought this was a really good opener what'd you guys think
1: I mean, I'm. It, the, he looked a lot better when we saw him over Mania week than he did in this match, and that's. It just seems like that guy ages tremendously between every every match that we see with him now. He's he's a hell of a talent, man, and he still plays in the crowd. He's an unbelievable baby face. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how how history treats Tanahashi. I mean, whether or not wh- where he kind of fits um, in the in the all time list, right? About kind of where he's going to be, because I mean that guy was just, he's an unbelievable worker, man. And he's so well-respected and so well-liked. You know, it's a shame that he's slowing down a little bit, but, you know, look, man, you know, one door closes, another one opens, and hopefully he'll jump into commentary booth and do the Japanese commentary for New Japan, just like Liger did and be there for 10 years, man. It'd be awesome to see that.
2: Yeah. uh, I've never, because I came to wrestling in the last couple years, came back to it, I should say, uh, I've never seen any of the earlier Tanahashi matches like when he was at his prime. Um, so this is the Tana I know and I you can see like what he's doing, why he's doing it and how he's good. Like you can you can still appreciate the work. Um, but I just don't have a frame of reference otherwise than this, uh, which I want to go back and correct.
1: Um, you, you, you need to, man, because you're you're really gonna you're really gonna be impressed with that. Guy. Look, he's been he's been hurt for a long time, man. He's been banged up. It seems like he's been banged up for for ten years almost is what it, is what it feels like. You know his I know his knees are really bad. One of them I think is is really bad. But um, you know, just it, it's gonna it's it's gonna catch up with all of us sooner or later. You know, and like I said, I mean, if if uh, if the in ring is gonna is gonna be done, hopefully he can figure out a way to stay on board. I mean, I don't know how the hell he's doing the G one. I don't know how the hell he's going to do it, dude. I mean, they're doing those matches every night. I mean, it's just, I mean, you saw that MJF had to kind of change that match around, to, you know, present like he was injured too, just to give, make it look more believable, you know, but you can't do that every night. You know, So it's just one of those things where you can't, you can't have that match every single night, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, and I'm hoping the G one goes well for him, and he doesn't get any any more injured than what it is. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably some internal talk that this is going to be the last hurrah. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's pretty noticeable. You don't want
2: to become a caricature of yourself, right?
0: Yeah, correct. Uh, but yeah, then the uh, next match was this one was actually a, a pleasant surprise, honestly, because I didn't know what to expect from this match. Um, but it was CM Punk versus uh, Kojima. And this was part of the um, Owen Hart Memorial uh, Cup. And that was the, fir- this is the first round of the cup, which they did this last year. And this is the one thing that um, Adam Cole won. So now CM Punk and Kojima, this was their first round matchup. Uh, CM Punk wins. And I-, I-, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised, even though for the fact that Kojima literally dropped an elbow right on CM Punk's dick, like right in the middle of the match. Like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and then he tweeted about it later which was even funnier but uh I, I i really liked this match a lot i was not expecting these guys to go out there and put on the show that they did but they went out there and worked hard and uh i appreciate it uh the the gts looked a little rough there at the end but i don't know but um but yeah it, it was it I, it was a little bit longer and i'm assuming that's because they had to cut the adam cole tom lawler match so they gave these guys a little bit more time which i was totally cool with because they went out there and did it so hats off to these guys they had a really good match i really enjoyed it so what was rougher that
2: elbow drop that gts or the crowd's reaction to cm punk
0: i mean that Damn. was that a little was that a little
1: payback that that was that go to sleep a little payback from the from the elbow drop you think
0: i Whew. would assume yeah a little bit of a receipt
1: I mean how good of a job did both of them look in that match dude? Look, I, you know, you yeah. guys know my thoughts on CM Punk, but you can't deny the guy is uh-huh. one hell of a one hell of a talent in the ring. And just the fact that he played off the the crowd, you know, booing him and he went full heel and worked heel in that match was excellent. I got <laughs> well, to I got to give him credit. Even though it. even though I don't like him, I got to give him credit for that, I man, because he's that guy's a hell of a talent.
0: You brought up a good yeah, and- point in the chat about how like they're they could l- let him do a uh, Bret Hart style, where you know he's only a baby face in Canada. Like that was Mongoose.
1: Mongoose. I can't take credit for that.
0: <laughs> I couldn't remember, but yeah, I thought that was really good. That you know, like Chicago is going to be the only place where he's a baby face, kind of like what they do with MJF. But um, you know, the crowd wants to see MJF, and I feel like the crowd, at they fully turned on CM Punk here. I mean,
1: um- what a what a big match for Kojima, dude! And I, I thought that was, I thought that was a perfect first singles match back. For Punk because he did the two the two uh, you know trios matches or eight man or whatever the hell they were on on the last two collisions but to to put him in there with somebody that is a respected credible you know mid card mid card baby face guy from New Japan that that is easy to deal with I mean Kojima looked excellent that might be the best Kojima match I've seen in ten, in ten years maybe I mean that was, was they, those guys tore the house down man I I was really. I was really impressed with that match, and I'm I was really happy to see Kojima get a get a, a a great match. You know, one more great one under his belt. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's he's a he's a pretty big guy.
0: Yeah, he is. It was I saw a tweet that said like um, Kojima is better because he got them big titties, and uh, CM Punk's got those little ones, and he and Kojima liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which was so hilarious yeah the
1: uh the the peck off that they had
0: oh was, God, it was, yeah. was absolutely incredible so.
2: <laughs> the line of the night so my sister was watching it as i was uh-huh the line of the night was why the hell is he wearing a breathe right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i respect it i respect it
1: i feel like i need to be wearing one 24 7
2: i know yeah. It is also very difficult to explain complex wrestling storylines to someone who does not follow it. So like trying when we get to the uh, elite match and uh, trying to explain all of the nuances that went into all of the stuff and then Punk um, and his rants, trying to explain all of that to her. And she did a great job listening and just, you know, trying to take it all in and nod it and be like, why is he such a dick? Um, (laughs) So but it's very difficult to explain because there is some stuff that only happens in wrestling. Yeah. Um, that just, yeah, and, and AEW is good at layered storytelling and you forget how deep when you pay attention to it, how deep you can get. And then uh, you try to explain and you're like, wow, this, I don't, I don't, I don't sound very uh, like I'm I have gonna, much of a life. You
0: realize how far in the weeds you've gone. Yeah. <laughs> you well, a lot, really a lot do of
2: stuff. A lot of the stuff they
1: did even in the, um, the punk and Kojima match was kind of callbacks to um, to Tenzin, who was who was Kojima's tag team partner for a long time. Yeah, All did- those chops and like the big, you know, swinging karate karate attack and stuff like that. Those are those are Tenzin's mm-hmm. moves, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that was really cool that they did those callbacks. I really enjoyed that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then we had um, a four way for the AW International Championship, and this one delivered the in a way that i was not expecting i i i had zero yeah. expectations for this match and it fully delivered and the fact that daniel garcia has gotten over this dance it's so it's so good it's so good
1: i thought we were going to see a belt flip i really did
0: yeah i thought we were i did too flip too i i thought we were as well and uh yeah. you know orange cassidy sneaky having you know one of the best title runs of the year
1: Ever, and, ever in AEW, dude.
0: Yeah, literally ever in AEW. And, you know, it's it's something that you're not expecting. And it, it, he just comes out there and he just delivers every time. It's so good. Like, I just thought everything they did in this match was fantastic. I actually enjoyed, you know, I give Zack Sabre Jr. a lot of bullshit on here, but I really enjoyed this match. I have no complaints. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. And, you know, we're three for three on some pretty good bangers here to start on this show.
1: I had a little bit of a suspicion that they were going to put that belt on Zach Saber Jr. and the reason why I say that is because his contract is coming up pretty soon. Oh, so really? there's a, there's a little bit of speculation about what he might end up doing and if he's going to end up leaving because that guy's a hot name right now, man. And he's yeah. he's the best he's the best he's ever been. He's fantastic in the ring and every, the, the stuff that he can come up with in the ring is unbelievable. So you know, I would think. I, I had a little bit of a suspicion that, that they might they might pull the trigger and give him that give him that belt just as a kind of like hey we want you here and this is where you this is where your home's gonna be kind of deal you know but they yeah. uh they kept it on Cassidy man and I can't I can't argue with that either because that guy's just on a tear right now and he's just tearing he's tearing the house down every night
2: this run for him as the international champion is what Cody thought he was doing with the TNT title the first time <laughs> as much but, as I
0: love Cody and that that initial TNT run this is yeah. this is a little this a little bit better I love the open cha- yeah. the open challenge was fantastic but this is yeah. gonna surpass it I think
1: the, the thing the thing yeah. about it too is you know he really could end up being the one of the pillars that they build on for the next five or ten years and I, I know that, that there's they got to tweak that character a little bit yet to make it more serious and a little bit more believable but and still kind of keep the keep the um keep the uh, the character of 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 what it really is you know it at the base but i mean yeah. that guy that guy is every bit as good as Darby Allen or or MJF, even you know, in the ring. I mean, I would love to see Orange Cassidy get pushed as a main event guy. And again, I know there needs to be a little bit of growth with it, and they need to change it up a little bit. But he can go as well as anybody. Any of those any of those homegrown guys, he's every bit as good as them, if not better than them.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. He, they, you know, they say that either the the wrestler makes the belt or the belt makes the wrestler he is he's making the belt and quite frankly they need it and it's more interesting to watch that international title than it is the TNT title Mm -hmm. and that's just poor booking and I think it's really it's a great idea that they have elevated that from feeling like a third throwaway title to a second to two having two secondary titles you know one for each show you know let's let's do it that way and And I think Orange Cassidy, I was kind of wondering how long it would last and how the story would progress, but, and I don't think they fell ass backwards into this. Like I thought it was planned and he's just, while they trusted him, he has over delivered. Yeah. Um, so I was absolutely impressed with the match. I remember texting you and saying that I didn't have like super high expectations for it, but they blew it out of the water and Quite honestly, I think we should be considering Orange Cassidy as one of you know the hottest talents right now, one of the best going today, and he should be on our card for Wrestler of the Year.
0: Yeah. Um, so, sidebar here, before we get any further, we're going to try to do the Podski mid-year awards when we're uh, at uh, MCW. So, um, we're going to have JC... Uh, I don't know if we're going to try to get JC in on that. It might be a little hard logistically depending on how we're going to record that but yeah because if, if
1: there's three of us using one one mic that night how are we going to do it i don't it, i just don't it, know how we're gonna it do might it. be
0: it might be you two using sharing a mic and i'll have it set up in between you and then i'll have my own uh but it's it because i only have a setup for two mics but the um Al- allison and i that's how i do it with allison and i when we record and then i don't have any issues with the audio but um yeah we'll have jc send in his uh, bingo card for that but yeah, I, I definitely think that I, w- I definitely want to second what you said about Orch Cassidy. Like he he's over he's over-delivering whether or not they had this plan, he's made the plan look great, and he's over-delivered and he has not regressed to the mean yet, which is great to see. Uh and then so you know, speaking of somebody that did, you know, has regressed to uh, to the mean uh, in this following match, we had uh jungle boy Jack Perry versus Sonata. And this was the match where I texted JC and I said, "This is my match where I have no expectations. Uh, if you know Jungle Boy, I I, I don't want to see this guy anymore. I'm done with him. Uh, I know he's a pillar of the brand and he's a pillar of the company and and all that, but I'm done. I don't need to see any more of 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 him. I'm I'm over it." It just, this just felt like the meh match of the night, and it sucks, because it was for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and it was just a meh. It was just there, it felt like, for me. But uh, well, what would you guys think? I don't know. what What's your guys' opinion? Because I, I feel pretty bland on this match. I didn't care for it at all. I was ready to move on to the next one, but uh, what would you guys think?
1: I mean, I, I've been around athletes a lot that they kind of come off like they're not interested and they're not really trying, but they are, they really, they really do care. So I want to, I, I want to kind of give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes I know there's people that are kind of, you know, all, all over jungle boy about his effort and, and you know, it looks like he doesn't care and stuff like that. But um, I, I don't know if he does. And the, I, some, there's just something that's not, it's just not clicking man. And I don't, I don't, I don't even know if a heel turn, is gonna it's gonna help that. There's just there's just something about that guy, and I felt bad for Sonata to have to be the the freaking world champ of New Japan and have to be in there with a guy that I don't think is very very talented. You know, it's just it felt like a it felt like a real letdown for him. I feel bad for Sonata for having to go through that match. You know, that's yeah. shitty. You know, but the heel turn, as much as we all wanted it and anticipated it. It it it's it's um it's a miss and it's a miss because Hook didn't do anything to deserve any of this, right? I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like Jungle Boy wanted him to cheat and Hook didn't cheat or something where they're yeah. where they've got a little bit of a a conflict. It just came out of nowhere and it seemed really odd.
0: Well, the other thing that I hate too about it is that he just gave him one lariat. Like you're gonna be if you're doing a heel turn, do the fucking heel turn. Beat the shit out of Hook. Like, like here's
1: what's gonna here's what's gonna happen is so, is Jungle Boy Jungle Boy and Hook are gonna get into a program and everybody's gonna want Hook to win it because Hook should win it,
0: right? And then it's not gonna do anything for Jack Perry because all he does right. is he yells. he eats pins yeah. all the time. Like I just I'm, I'm I don't understand. I understand that like you know everybody loves the handsome devil Hook. I I understand that and I, and I'm totally here for that because I love Hook as well. But I just felt like they you know, it felt like they weren't going to do the turn. And then everyone was like, well, what the fuck was the point of this match if they weren't going to do the turn? And then all of a sudden he gives them this lariat. And then it was just like, that's it. Like that, that's all they got for us right now. Like that's all they're going to do. Like, I don't know. And this is a huge monumental miss for me. And the, and, it's. I don't know if like the roads are leading back to Jungle Boy being such a piece of shit heel that he's gonna join back up with Christian, and that helps bridge him to make him. That helps him. I. I don't know, but the last thing I want to see is another, loop, uh, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus match. No. Like, I don't know if Jungle Boy needs to be on his own. I don't know what he needs, but this is. So I have a couple of thoughts about this one. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, I texted
2: you when it happened and when they finally did the turn at the end of the top of the stage I said thank you finally we got this so it could be doing something different I actually think a couple things about this I think his personality type will work well as a heel I think being that bit aloof uh, will actually work to his advantage and I think that him I think it, it allows him to be more of himself because um, if like again it, it's a small sample size but you look at his some of twitter mentions on uh, a- after that happened and like they deployed they deployed the danhausen um you know it's the the emergency here pulled danhausen to get something over yeah and he uh he danhausen tweeted at hook and called him jangle man jack jerry which popped me to the moon i have no idea why but jangleman jack jerry that's what i need to hear him referred to as forevermore and then so um jack perry responded saying something like what did you do uh, or where were you blah 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 and then like fuck you at the end of it and dan Housen's response
0: was well did you win <laughs> like dan Housen classic classic dan Housen for him to actually do that but yeah. It, it, for me, that felt like Dan Houser was getting the one-up on Jungle Boy, making Jungle Boy look like a stupid fucking idiot. I just... Right. I, I know, so though. I, I get it. Do. I get what they're trying to do. It just yeah. feels, personally for myself, it feels like a just a swing and a miss.
2: Well, so I also think because everyone likes Hook, um, and it's going to involve Taz, the stronger the baby face, the stronger the potential for a heel.
0: Well, hopefully... so
2: has I mean it has to right yeah he's he said stuff during the, the broadcast and he said stuff on Twitter and and um, they used it as a way to bring him out and put Shivani in but um, I'm willing to give it a go because um, he's such a talented guy in the ring uh, to, to me I think he's very talented um, and he has a lot of potential so I don't want to see like just, I'm not going to give it a DOA kind of thing uh, he clearly has some work to do um, and he'll have to grow with that character. But I don't want to see him fail. I want to see him have a real shot at it and do well with this. Um, I think part of it was the booking of him as a baby face and they never changed him up. And after four years, everyone was
0: sick of it. Um, I just feel like they drug their dicks in the sand too long with it. Like, like, just like, yeah. They were too late to pull the trigger on some of this stuff. And now it's like, well, now we're finally doing it. It's like, well, it's a lot. I, it feels like it's a little, uh, it's too late. And I don't, I don't know. I, I'm willing to give. Well, a- I would challenge everybody to go in with
2: an open mind to it
0: yeah no i i would agree i feel like if you know i need if i can sit back and like and immerse myself in it let it go like maybe maybe i might be able to enjoy this but i don't know it's gonna be hard for me because it's just like damn like what have we been doing for the last year and a half with this guy like we're killing him dead and he could suck it could be
2: terrible and i mean both both options are uh on the table but i'm gonna lean towards the guy who's 24 and i don't want to Put a, you know, and he's maybe he's a little older than 24, but he's real young. And I don't want to just automatically stamp something that big as it's going to be garbage because of previous things. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that weren't garbage Anna despite J. previous things. Wow. Well, yeah. He
0: needs to quit hanging out with that ring rat and a J. No, no. What
2: he needs to do, and I saw this on Twitter, was. <laughs> go <laughs> full Sammy Guevara I
0: thought, I thought myself too much on that and I had to get that out there no you're not wrong that.
1: you're not wrong about that because it I feel I hate to say there, it man there's because a you're right.
0: there's a correlation in his match in his matches that lines up well with whatever he started dating her that's gone downhill and I'm I, maybe I'm going out on a limb with some reckless speculation here I but- just think they're both I
1: think they're both at their ceiling man I, I do I think they're both at their ceiling.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I, I haven't seen jungle boy to me feels like um who's been the same person that they've always been since they were in a we just had this discussion a while back about like Sammy, Sammy seemed to be the same guy that he was a couple months ago. Now, Sammy's turned the corner a little bit. Sammy's getting a little bit better. But let's see. He's it.
1: having a kid. He's got to grow up. Yeah, it's it probably part of that too, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, literally, since they've done that, he has turned it around, so maybe that is. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just have a lot of thoughts about Jungle Boy, and they're not positive anymore. Yeah, It could go either way. Let's let's watch. All right, fair enough. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so uh, the one match that JC uh, wanted to talk about coming up here is the uh, 10-man tag, and that was the Blackpool Combat Club with Umino and Takeshita versus the Elite with Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii and I am going to be honest with you I don't remember this match at all I, I feel like I don't remember this match at all I don't know I feel like I was making dinner for Allison whenever this was on like I was remake I was making her stuff and like I was listening to it but like I wasn't watching it and I don't know I mean, Wheeler ate another pin, so good for that guy for eating another pin. But um, I'm going to let you guys take this one over because I feel bad as your host for not having a lot of good uh, a lot of good insight on this one.
1: Well, oh, JC, this is going to be all you because I think I was doing the exact
2: same thing whenever this match came on. <laughs> all right, we're going for the hat trick because I kind of checked out too. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so I will say I thought it was um... – the concept of it was mildly interesting to me, um, not having um, Kenny in this match with the elite. Um, so they had to do something kind of interesting. And, and the interplay between Eddie Kingston and Claudio and uh, Mox was interesting. So I didn't hate that. Um, but they put it kind of in the middle of the card and it was kind of a dip and lull in my attention. Um and I mean, I came back by the end of it and was there for the, the finish and everything. Um, and I mean, Eddie Kingston is never not entertaining. So yeah. um, it, it was all good from that um, from that perspective. But I mean, I spent a good amount of time explaining to my sister uh, all of the ins and outs of <laughs> the relationships in kayfabe um, between all of the characters, and I skipped over um hammer pants and uh and his interaction with the elite and then um trying to explain eddie kingston without a couple of his promos would have been fruitless for me um and then how do you explain uh ishii um besides uh that's he is true. the walking embodiment of a uh, wall womp from Mario 64. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and that's not a bad thing. That's an excellent thing for him. He is just a thick ass boy uh, doing thick ass boy things. So um, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was there. I thought it was fine. Um, I kind of had it as like a, you know, a 60, 75. If I was rating it out of a hundred, I don't have a rating scale. Um I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. Didn't really feel one way or another.
0: Yeah, I just don't remember anything from this match. It sucks because I just feel like this elite Blackpool Combat Club thing, it's it's worn out on me. Like I feel like I've seen it. I'm ready for something else. I'm oh. just
1: not I'm not I'm not here for the combat club anymore, other than Danielson, I don't think. Like I I'm really, just
0: I'm really, just down
1: on it. I'm just really down on it right now.
0: I feel like they've lost so much steam after they lost Regal. Like I wanted to watch them because of Regal and like now they don't have them. And it's like, damn, like that. That's so here's
2: really a question. Bad. Let's let's okay. let's conspiracy theory this a second. Okay. What happened directly after Regal left? What did they start doing?
0: Uh, Damn.
2: Working with the elite. I mean, there is a direct correlation between things sometimes becoming less interesting. I mean, I just when you work with the elite, if you're not not, wrong about that, if you're someone who works their style, it works great. If you're the opposite.
0: Listen, I love the work. I've loved lead for a long time. We wouldn't be here without the elite talking about this show but man if they they've lost so much steam they've lost a lot of stuff with me over this CM Punk deal like i know that like both sides there's there's clear and cut defined sides of who's right and who's wrong but and and i'm clearly a CM Punk guy and i'm willing to for, like you know i understand that punk was probably an asshole on a lot of that but just the way that the way that it's perceived and we all know the way that the bucks do stuff with Meltzer and the way that Meltzer reported a lot of bullshit like that's just I don't know I just don't care anymore like I don't know if I don't care about the elite anymore but like they're they haven't had a really super interesting feud for me to get back in on is it just me like am I am I just down on the elite right now but I feel like they haven't I want FTR and versus the Bucks, and they haven't given me that for two years. And I don't yeah, know because if that the box well. are going to
1: beat them for the belts and it's going to be a shit show.
0: Yeah. Here's what I think
2: needs to happen. Here's my, and I, and when I say the elite, I don't mean Kenny Omega.
0: Yeah. We'll leave Omega out of this.
2: And I, I think I'm more specifically talking about the Bucks. They are, they have been overused. I want to see them go away for a little bit. And it's not because I don't like them as what I perceive their personalities to be and them as humans. I think they have spent too much time on TV in a prominent spot. And then you add some of the dumb stuff that has happened. And some of like, again, their act is not based on or readily based upon storytelling. Their act is based upon, holy crap, did you see that 14 flip thing they just did? And that's great, but it's been four years of that. And it's not that the overall story that they are a part of hasn't been interesting, like the overall arc of the elite and the growth of the elite and the ups and the downs and the ins and the outs. But I think I've seen them too much on TV that like I see their spot fest matches. And at this point, I'm like, all right, I have seen you do the same spots over and over and over. And it's not that they're not impressive from an athletic standpoint, but I could really see you guys a little bit less for a while So you look a little fresher. I'm not mad at them about what happened with like brawl out and some of the other things. And yeah, I think like cognitively, I would love to see them in FTR work again. But I also think we look at that with rose colored glasses a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, because they work well together. Um, But I would also like
0: I would like I think I would like to see them take a break. And then come back. Here's my issue with the elite, and this is with the Young Bucks. They have their clear cut and defined people in the company who they like to work with and who they're willing to work with in really big matches, i.e., the Lucha Bros. How many times have they gone out there and done it with the Lucha Bros and it looks fucking phenomenal? And that's because they're willing to go out there and do business with everybody. But like, not saying that they're not. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that, but like, it just feels like they're. I don't know. I just, I'm just so down on them right now. Like, I I feel like you're right. Like, they've been oversaturated and, and it's been, you know, there's been story, yes, but I feel like everybody else was more excited for Kenny to come back than they were the Bucks. And the, the Bucks couldn't ride the, ride the tail enough of Kenny to get them over the hump and keep them over. And Kenny's just ascended even further away from them to the point where I don't even know if we even need to see the Bucks in the division anymore at least for a while like i it's, feel like they have their place in the division but i don't think it's right now
1: it's outgrown them it's outgrown them AEW has outgrown the bucks
0: do you think they and leave that's
1: probably a lot of it's their own fault
0: do you think they leave
1: i mean I, I i mean i know that WWE would be interested to get the you know to get the bucks versus the usos and mania why the hell would you not but i mean they i don't know man I, I don't know what they're I don't know if they're as valuable as a commodity as what is what they were, you know, two years ago or four years ago. I, I just I just don't think they are.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. It's just I, I just I'm just I'm just not in on the bucks right now. I love the bucks, but I'm just not in on like what I don't know. Give me a give me a story to hop on. That way I can ride it again. But I don't I don't know. I, I don't, and here's the thing, you watch BTE. And okay, that's stupid wrestling internet humor. That's more entertaining but than like what doing on the
2: show. Right. That's what I was gonna say. They show more personality. And they are more entertaining doing that than they are in like in promos and stuff sometimes. Like they don't show enough of their actual personality, I think, sometimes, and that you lose a little bit of it. So then if you don't watch BTE and you don't appreciate the people that you know are on screen, yeah, then you just see guys who just do a lot of impressive moves and there's some storytelling ongoing around them but it's not really happening to them in the same way and and you know what you could probably go back and even say okay they probably do some storytelling but it's not memorable storytelling and then they don't really do a lot of storytelling in their matches in a way that's like easily perceivable that it is overshadowed by the high spots that they do and that's wonderful they're high spots but they get a little old So I don't know. Again, I like the easiest thing feels like to me they need a break and to come back because they're whenever they come back, like if they take a break and they come back, they're going to be over. Yeah, the the company is built on them. Um, So there's no way they're not going to be over. Everybody's going to be happy to see them. And they could probably use some time off based on injuries, like even with that time off they had. um for brawl out and stuff, they could probably use some more time. They can work in the back, they can still do whatever they do as EVPs, like, polish their name plates or whatever, and it would, you know, it would be fine, and I think that that would really help them as a group, because again, I I know, like, if if you've ever read their book, and it is a bit of a self-service piece, but it's very interesting, and like, they clearly love what they do, and they're very intelligent, and they, there would not be this version of Um, mainstream wrestling without those two gentlemen specifically right Um, there's no doubt about that but I really hope they do something else because like uh, it's very sad to watch like it's sad for me to sit here and be metacognitive about my thought process about them because like honestly I just dipped out for five ten minutes when they were when they were in the match so
0: right yeah, and uh did you guys stick around for the next match? The uh women's match, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale?
1: Yeah. Very good. I, I uh I saw most of it. Yeah, I thought I, it was I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine yeah. for what it was. Tony Storm looks great, man. She's she, she really does look. She I mean, I I loved her when she was in that uh that May Young Classic, which led to her getting signed to NXT UK, and he, she did a great job over there. And the the NXT run she had was awesome. The WWE run was not awesome. Yeah. Um, and and well, you know what. And she kind of hasn't been consistently great in AEW either. But I think right now, man, her as a heel, she's really hit her stride, and I'm I'm very glad she's the champ.
0: I think that the uh, Outcasts are starting to hit their stride a little bit too. Let's see if we can get uh Paige, you know, a little bit healthy and see what she can do in the ring. I don't know if that's a lost cause or not, but like, I feel like the outcasts are starting to get a little bit of their footing. Willow Nightingale, 100% over. Love Willow. She's got something. Let's keep her trajectory upwards and onwards. Um, But yeah, I thought this, I thought it was a good spot uh in the show and definitely, you know, was, was not a bad watch. I didn't hate it whenever I was done with it.
2: Yeah, I wanna I wanna put it over a little bit. I really thought this was a good match. I enjoyed watching this match. Um I thought the juxtaposition between the two characters, I know it's always a baby face and a heel, but <laughs> I thought like for as good of a heel as Tony Storm was, Willow was just as good in the opposite direction. And she was yes. very lively, it was great to see, like she was a breath of fresh air, as as Andretti has said before, um, the belt looks great with her. And like they got to put her on TV all the time. Maybe don't overexpose her like the Bucks, but just it was it was a really good match. I cared more about this match than I did the Elite BCC match, um, and I enjoyed the crap out of it. I thought it was well worked. I mean, obviously it was shorter and there was some Kabuki ishness, but um. And you knew Willow wasn't going to win. Yeah. Is what it is. But the way they got to the end was very good. And I don't know. It, I, I walked away from that match thinking, man, those two are both better for having that match. And I don't know. I it I enjoyed it. It just hit me in a particular way, I guess. She,
1: she should be the like person it. that beats Athena for the ROH women's title. Yes. Thank you. Sure, absolutely. Because what's going to happen is she's going to lose the New Japan Strong belt to Julia from Startup, who's probably the top mm-hmm. women's wrestler in the world, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to see that match. I haven't seen anything of Julia. Yeah. She's, so. dude, it's, yeah.
1: uh, I mean, yeah. physical, athletic, confident, great, great look, dude. I mean, every she's got every tool.
0: Awesome. Speaking of awesome, this next match, match of the year by far seven-star, maybe even seven-and-a-half-star match. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, two. And damn, did these boys put their working boots on, laced them up tight, and fucking went out there and fucking did it. Like, I know oh, that Omega and Okada had their trilogy It feels like Will Ospreay and the Kenny Omega trilogy might be better than the Okada trilogy. And I know that that's looked at as like the absolute pillar of excellence uh, of of a trilogy. But, you know, clearly, hopefully, I don't know if this is the plan, but hopefully, you know, Wembley is where they do part three of this. Uh, It feels like that's where it needs to happen. But damn. I, that's all I got to say about like just damn like these guys fucking did it all and they bled like pigs in the in the match. They had a very hard physical match that had great spots. That Tiger Driver ninety one was absolutely bonkers. That Spanish Fly was sick. Two Spanish flies. They did one off the top rope and one in the middle of the ring. Uh like what? A fucking match.
1: Yeah, I think uh, a top three I've ever seen. Definitely a top five, but it's oh, yeah. it's crazy to think that it's there's a common denominator in there with all those. You know, when I if I had to list the top top three or top five matches I've ever seen, I, especially in the last ten years, man, I mean it's it's got to be there's a common denominator in all of them.
0: Yeah, and it's Kenny Omega.
1: Yeah, but I honestly. Osprey Osprey for me right now is is the number one guy in the world Osprey isn't my number one guy in in the whole world right now and can Ken, Kenny Kenny's probably number two or 1a at this point you know it's just it's, it's just an insanity
0: the yeah it, it, the, the everything that Okada could do to like in in their trilogy in the trilogy with Omega like will Osprey turns it up to another notch and there's an there's an aerial um component that like clearly okada and kenny didn't have but like you can really see the athletic ability in this one and it's showcased and it is insane this is the kenny omega that everybody's been talking about for years that everyone talked about on the internet for years that you know you're going to see a kenny omega match this is what you're going to get and that was on full display on sunday night this match was just holy shit I, i i can't say enough good things about it it was so perfect I don't know how much I, I thought Okada Kenny 2 was perfect. This one is better, I think. I'm just gonna say it now. I thought I thought, be. man, like I
2: didn't watch the other ones live. I've seen them, all three of them, of the Okada Omega matches. And this one felt more physical. Yeah. It felt more personal. And they just their intent like okay, wrestling is a work, right? Right, they forgot to tell these guys um, that that was a work because that was just two dudes who were going out to beat the living tar out of each other and mission accomplished. Yeah. So it wasn't only the physicality, it was the storytelling that they did in the match through the moves. You know, they say that a good wrestling match isn't the moves. It's what you do between the moves, right? So yeah, checkbox, checkbox, checkbox everywhere. I mean, the 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 added components of uh, Don Callis and whoever those two security guards were, which there's going to be something with that. I don't know where that's going to come out, but and I might be way out of uh, they can, line here, but they look like the authors of pain to me.
0: They weren't but that would be really kind of kind of cool if it was it wasn't though that one guy was cool. I didn't know who
2: it was but
0: yeah. it wasn't but that would that's not a terrible idea i don't hate that um so but getting back to the other stuff like the the way
2: they took you up and down and up and down and up and down and then when they really kicked it into overdrive like 3 quarters of the way through the match callis came back down yeah and that's when they really odd. just but kicked in but- kick, yeah, that was a little odd, but um that's when they really kicked on kicked on the afterburners. and to me, man, it was that was the best match I've seen as it was happening. Um, and man when he I I honestly and this <laughs> and I'm not like a weakling or a weak stomach human normally, but I made an audible noise when he dropped that tiger driver. Oh, and just to see the angle that all of Kenny's weight came down on his like on his neck. Yeah, I legitimately thought he was paralyzed.
0: Is there was that the safest way to do that? Like, do we have a- uh, there is no safe way to do <laughs> there's like literally no safe way to do it. But if you're going to do it, is that the no. safest way to do it? Like, I have no idea.
2: I have no idea. But uh, I legitimately like felt sick after it happened for like a good five, ten minutes and was genuinely worried about him being okay and that right there is a perfect example of what wrestling what the intent of wrestling is is to make you feel something right so whether it is sustainable to do things like that and to put that on national television in such a prominent spot that it that people on the indies who are less capable less trained will try and imitate and what that could mean for people down the line is another conversation but keeping it within the purview of this match like everything from top to bottom about this match was just two of the best two two of the best guys of all time doing it in their peak
0: right oh my and
2: just i there's no words for it if you haven't seen it um why are you listening this far but please go watch it. It's <laughs> great storytelling. It's great moves. It's everything between the moves. They kept you engaged for the length of that match of 45 minutes or roundabouts. Um, and that was the first time that I really understood when they say they're take you through a journey where it's up and down and each guy has, you know, sustained sections and then, you know, you know, they switch spots on offense and defense and they go and it's up and down and up and down, and then they really kick it into uh, a third gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but my goodness, um, yeah. you want to watch a clinic of modern pro wrestling? This is it, yeah, it was tremendous.
1: Yeah, I that- mean, it's 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 tough sometimes to have a, a recency bias, but you know, to your point about seeing stuff live, I mean, that first. Osprey Omega match and this one from uh, from Forbidden Door just in the moment. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything better that I've seen live, you know, no, it, yeah. it, it, off the top of my head. I can't think
0: of it. I can't either. Like literally live. It's got to I, I can't imagine what it was like being in the building for that. Oh, man. Yeah, apparently the roof blew off when he kicked out at one Dude, Kenny kicking out at one was my favorite spot of the whole match. Yeah, just, uh, just the it, way that he did it. And like, it was yeah. so unexpected. Oh, that was my favorite spot yeah. of the match.
2: But yeah, yeah seriously, they, they had you. They had everyone hooked.
0: Oh, absolutely. They had everybody hooked. on
2: everything.
0: If you if if there was one match that you want to see from this show. This this is the match like I don't even care. Like this is the match that you everyone should watch because this is match of the year. Like you're not going to see a better match all year unless, you know, they do it again. Uh, for three which you know they could but that's hard to have three of the best matches of the year and these guys are gonna they they're probably gonna end up doing it okay. Uh, but yeah and then our uh, co-main event we had the uh trios match of sting and darby allen and naito which was a good call by jc and i uh and nailed it yeah, we did nail it uh and then uh chris jericho minoru suzuki and sammy guevara they did uh the trios match i thought you know it sucks kind of because it looked like sting got hurt a little bit on that elbow drop uh and then you know sting was supposed to you know do the thing through the table ended up not doing it um it just uh I, it it felt like I, there, I wanted more. I didn't hate it, but it was there, and it was a really good way of getting us into the main event.
2: It was the let me up. Um, yeah. And Sting is my favorite wrestler of all time. He was my favorite as a kid. You're never going to take that nostalgia away from me. But the last couple matches he's had have not looked good um and he's getting to the point and i don't want to see this happen and i i want him to have the send-off he deserves. all right but we got to start booking it guys
0: uh <laughs> he said um, he said that he uh, hasn't decided when his uh when his last date is or like when he's going to do it yeah so that's probably kind of why it's up in the air and his contract runs out sometime this year yeah
2: um and a please resign um so that you can still be a manager, work backstage, action figures, merchandise, et cetera. Please, please, yes, Steve. Please sign um, up. We need more
0: I, figures and merch. I
2: will I will turn a pen for you specifically to sign with.
0: We need and send it to you. We need a surfer sting figure. We need another one.
2: Blade Runner Sting, are you serious? Yes. Anyway. Um I thought everyone else in this match. Uh, maybe Jericho was a little was a little uh, goofy uh, in the match um, as well but
0: That's like, to- there were
2: spots where yeah yeah I know but there were spots where like Sting was just standing near the corner but on the inside of the ropes not the outside and he was like trying to figure out where he was supposed to be going it looked like um, and I'm like you're not even engaged with the match man and like if he was hurt he was hurt I totally get that and I'm not and I'm not doing what I did to Adam Cole the other week with a with a shit sandwich. Um, <laughs> and again, still not mad at Adam Cole. I'm very I was disappointed that I didn't get to see him, but if he was sick. He was sick. Yeah. Um, but and if Sting was hurt, he was hurt. Uh, I just want to see him go out on a good note and him not feel on his own that he's going on a down note. He should go out feeling like he's on top because he's forever on top. So. That was my thoughts on the match. Uh, if there's one you can skip for to save your own nostalgia, you can skip this one.
0: <laughs> What'd you think, Andretti?
1: Eh, fine. It was fine. I mean, it was nice to see all those guys working together. That was the first time him and Jericho have ever worked together, right?
0: Yeah, which was actually really surprising, considering like mm-hmm. you know how long their careers have been, and they were in WCW together, and not did anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, it was, it was fine. I liked it, you know, it didn't change my life or anything. I'll, if I, if, you know, when I watch that show back, I'll probably watch that match again, you know, just to, just to watch it and get, and get a break between the uh, the two big ones, you know, but uh, you know, I
2: didn't change my life, but it, I enjoyed it enough. And they're doing a tornado tag on Wednesday, uh, Darby and sting. And I think it's um, Jericho and Guevara.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. should be good. Absolutely, uh, but then for the main event, this was the dream match. This is the match that everybody wanted to see. This is the match that everybody's been talking about for years as a dream match. And I thought it was—I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I'm really surprised that they actually got the final countdown uh, for that. Um, it, you know, I—I I thought that this was. A great match. Really surprised that Danielson, you know, he did that. He broke his arm uh, with about 10 minutes left in the match. And he did that seizure spot, which, you know, of all accounts is kind of a rib, really, because he's been known to have seizures before. So he does a seizure spot in the middle of the ring during the match. So I'm sure everybody was a little freaked out about that. But the way that he finished the match, uh, Danielson gets the win. I mean, this has been the highly anticipated match that we've been talking about for years, and I don't think it disappointed, um, but I, I, liked, I liked it. I really liked it a lot. I thought it was a great way to end the night. I thought that, you know, we had the big upswing and the big moment with the Omega match, and then we had the let-up spot with Sting, and then this was the really serious technical match that should have ended the show and did. Yeah, yeah awesome. I thought, it was
1: great. Um, it was, it was, it was ahead, excellent.
0: Go ahead, JC. Uh,
2: I thought it was it was interesting to watch, um, because I didn't know what to expect, what, like, from from a working perspective, where they were gonna go with it. Yeah. Um, and then how things were gonna happen, and I got it. The and this was by design. The the ending felt flat, it, and that is very much by design. I'm not criticizing that. Um. So I thought it was I thought it was an excellent match. Um, to take a second to appreciate Brian Danielson. Um, there is no way he didn't change the finish or how they finished the submission that he used at the finish. There's yeah. no way he didn't change that on the fly
0: because of the arm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. They definitely had to switch out on the fly. Agreed. So he had to figure out while being in all that pain, in oh. front of all those people,
2: how to change his normal submission finish to incorporate a leg instead of an arm because his arm was displaced. like the, it, that is a displaced fracture if you've seen the x-ray oh, today. So um that was not a not a not a small break that sucker is big real screwed up uh it is fully broken displacement um so to be able to work the last 10 minutes of that and then also change that up on the fly in front of however many people were in the building and then millions at home was just incredible. Um,
0: That's why Daniel doesn't
2: was- sound like they're gonna, at- Yeah. And it doesn't sound like they're going to be able to run it back at all out uh, because of the arm. Yeah.
0: Well, um, Daniel's- all, all yeah, in, for I'm I'm sorry. Which actually might be a good thing for the, for the Blackpool combat club. Yeah. And for a buildup. Um,
2: so, Hey, you beat me, but I broke your arm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's number two. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how all that will evolve. And I wasn't disappointed in, and the, the way it ended, the flatness of the ending was by design. So I'm not even mad about that. So,
0: yeah, I it, it really sucks that we were, we're not going to get a two anytime soon, but in that, you know, Danielson probably misses all out, but, um, yeah, I mean, that really sucks that he's not going to be there probably because with that bone fracture, it looks really, really bad. So, uh, but yeah, hats off to that guy for, you know, basically looked like he called it in the ring there at the end. And, you know, hats off to him for finishing the match. And, you know, we don't like to see people get hurt, but, you know, if they're willing to go, if they're willing to gut something out like that, you know, not always something to be proud of, but, you know, that's, you know, that, that that's a master, you know, working their craft in the middle of the in the middle of the ring.
1: I mean, those are two of the top five guys probably in the world right now, you know, Okada and and Danielson. So I'm sure we're going to get more of those matches, man. I'm looking forward to it. You know I mean? The fact that we got this match and we got Osprey and Omega, those are, I I mean, they're probably four of the top five in the world. I would say.
0: That's what I was getting ready to say. It's crazy that we saw four of the top five guys in the ring in, you know, two of the last three matches of that show absolutely incredible yeah i feel like you got to give this show an a you got to give it a watch go to check it out um you can catch it on the br app i don't know if they're on fight or not i don't know if this one's on fight i'm sure it's on the br app though uh but yeah internationally it was internationally okay
2: so for our indian listeners fight
0: yes we yes our our big india listeners of the pod so check it out on fight so Uh, But yeah, make sure you check out uh, all the archive shows. Be sure to check out Tooth and Nail, uh, Andretti After Dark, Hot Shots Wrestling, and and all the other good stuff we got going on here on the Podski. And uh, thank uh, both of the Pizza War boys for uh, coming on here today. And uh, we will uh, see you next time on the Podski.